Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. Welcome to episode 13.5, where there's a wonderfully clever experiment by Girl Clumsy. There's a crypto zoo that I just completely forgot existed and we recorded months ago. And a whole bunch of little bits and pieces to amuse. Enjoy! You know, people say, oh, we're living in the future. You know, I agree, we are living in the future, technology-wise, and we haven't got flying cars, we haven't got jetpacks and all that sort of stuff, but we do have amazing communications technology, which no one, well, I shouldn't say no one, but very few uh, sci-fi people ever talked about that. Something like the internet would ever exist, really. It's, it's pretty rare. Uh, I know there's a few people who kind of got close, but no one got co- this close to it. But people say, oh, look, at Star Trek, you know, Star Trek now, uh, Star Trek now? But look at Star Trek, the original Star Trek. They go to a planet and they pull out a communicator. Well, we have those communicators. We've, that's our mobile phones. And you go, well, no, no, I have to fight that. I have to, I have to, it's similar, but not right. And I'll explain why, Dan. Go on. It's because the, when Captain Kirk goes down to the planet and pulls out his communicator, he's on a totally virgin world. There's yep. no civilization. There's guys with clubs. There's no cell towers. And that's right. There's no cell towers. So his little device in his hand is sending a signal to the spaceship, no matter where he is on the planet. Oh, like a satellite phone. But you still have to have a set-up system. There has to be a system put in place. He can go to any planet in, in the universe, land, and send a signal from any point on the planet. To the ship. Yeah, 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 to the ship and talk to it in, in real time. Yeah, well, we can't do that yet. Yeah, we can. We can have, we? Yeah, satellite phones. But you have to set a satellite up to do it. But, I mean, or a spaceship. Which can be... Set with a big phone. dish on the front. No, no, but, but it's... When we, okay, I see what you're saying there, that it's, it's like floating up in space. Yeah. But satellite still has to be... You, you sit there and you go, is the satellite in range? Can, you have to be within range of the satellite. As in, you have to, it has to be on the horizon for you. Yeah. So, if the satellite's so you're over, saying that if the Enterprise is on the other side of the planet to the away team... They, they, they never had they, the point... I don't think they have a point where they went, oh, the Enterprise has gone over the horizon, we can no longer talk to the ship. It'd be f- awesome if they did. Well, that, and, but why would it? Why would it? Well, the Enterprise could go anywhere. It may as well hang right above the away team. Oh, I see what you're saying there. So it because wasn't. I imagine, uh... the, I imagine the teleporting technology is the pretty much the same. It's like you don't want to do that through a planet. It's, I know in the original Star Trek, teleporting was dangerous, and they had to do it. There were certain rules, I can't remember the word, but later on it just turned into magically get into a room to, you know, technology. Yeah. But anyway. Okay, so am I wrong after all that? Afraid so. <sighs> we li- really do live in we the do, we, Damn it! I mean, hooray! <laughs> It's just gone 1.04am and I'm watching Psychic TV, a live-to-air Foxtel forecast-a-thon which has been picked up by the digital free-to-air channel Gem. The host is a skeletal blonde with an unforgiving asymmetrical bob. She welcomes a blondie psychic wearing thick black eyeliner and they take voice and text message requests from viewers. Blondie psychic provides a snapshot reading and skeletal bob encourages the person, and all home viewers, to ring in for a full consultation at $5.45 a minute. Simon texts, I'm studying now, but I have no idea what I'll be doing in a year from now. Can you see anything for me? Blondie Psychic shuffles her big tarot cards and says she sees success. She says she believes Simon will change fields and do something different, and that will lead to a lot of money. And I think, surely it's not that much of a jump to land on Simon's text's subtext that he may not be entirely satisfied with his current study choice. So isn't she just suggesting the obvious with a little glitter on top? 
Skeletal Bob bades farewell to Blondie Psychic, who'll take a place in one of the booths behind the hosting desk, where she'll join other TV psychics taking calls from home viewers at $5.45 a minute. 80s Fringe Psychic is welcome to the hosting desk. I think 80s Fringe Psychic may be a man. Surely no woman who lives in the modern age still thinks a heavily blow-dried side parting mixed with a short feathered fringe is acceptable. But Skeletal Bob maintains she is an expert astrologer, clairvoyant and author, so 80s Fringe Psychic is allowed to offer a texter some consolation on whether her time for love has arrived. You have to work out what love means to you, she says, then work out how to find that love in your life. It manages to be both simplistic and confusing. There's more sense in early 90s Euro dance tracks. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. Still, I'm intrigued. I wonder what they would say if I called them up. Would they predict fame and fortune? If they saw my future as obscurity writ large, would they tell me? Better yet, what would they say if I asked them some real doozies? Can you tell me what the federal government intends to price carbon at in its emissions trading scheme? I'd like to get the jump on my big polluting rivals. Can you tell me the name of the horse that will win this year's Melbourne Cup? I'm a bit worried about my finances and thought if I had that information, I could secure my family's future very easily. My friend has cancer. Are they going to die? But then I realised that if I did ring up, I would be charged at $5.45 a minute. Concluding a discussion on revving up someone called Raven's creativity, Skeletal Bob and 80s Fringe Psychic have the following exchange. We're unique anyway. Why not be super unique? Yes, we like being super unique. Without a hint of irony. And I realise... In half an hour of polluting my brain with this nonsense, Simon is the only male name I've seen. By and large, the callers seeking advice are women. Why, ladies? Why? Love, money, family, health and career are the hot topics, but most requests are, can you see anything for me this year? Why do we need this? Why do we want this? Are we more enlightened than our brothers, living on a higher plane of spiritual consciousness? Or are we just bigger suckers for bullshit? Do we just need someone outside ourselves and our immediate circle of friends and families to stroke us on the head and simply say, good girl, it will be alright? I chew my lip. I could do this stuff. I'm a reasonable actor and I'm a top-notch bullshitter. But not even I, with my devilish conscience, could allow myself to charge you for it. At $5.45 a minute. So, I am pleased to declare Psychic Clumsy open for business. Tell me your fears, your concerns. Ask me your questions on any topic. I shall respond to answers about love, family, career and health like so. Good girl, it will all be alright. And if your question is about your finances, then I shall suggest you buy a pack of tarot cards, set yourself up as a home psychic, and open a hotline offering advice. At $5.45 a minute, you should be back in the black in no time.
Welcome to the CryptoZoo. CryptoZoo. I see that now. I don't know what it is. CryptoZoo. I feel like saying it every time. Oh, I love the theme song. You have a nice theme song, a little jingle. Yeah. Which I think, though, I think yeah. it's time. We've been a little bit amateurish. Amateurish. See, right then. That's it. In the first year. Yeah. And, and you did that little jingle and your little piano-y thing. Yeah. You know, see how I'm just condescending a lot there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I can't play music at all, but no. I'm still going to... My go. piano thing. Yeah, yeah your little, your little, your little skills, your little piano things. You know, you know, it's nice that you can do it, but you know. But yeah. now you've got like technology in your hand. You got an iPad thingy and all the rest. Then maybe you should like remake it with like lasers. And pew, CryptoZoo. Pew. Meow. It's the CryptoZoo. You do know that lasers don't make any sound. They can if they're heating up the air. They crack the air apart by heating it up really quickly. <laughs> uh, aren't we clever <laughs> and now I've got lots of physics going you suck you're wrong uh, but in space no one can hear you get shot by a laser until it hits you and then it would vaporise your body that's how it works it's imparting energy to a system yeah. and your system is basically bag of water so you're going to heat up all the water and, and blow craters out of you it's not going to be like a clean right. and that's the sound you want in the intro yeah yeah yeah, yeah. a wet thud <laughs> oops it's spat in the uh, microphone I'll see what I can do <laughs> Sasquatch or Bigfoot, who is who? It's all going down at the Crypto Zoo. Pew! Meow! It's the Crypto Zoo! In this month's Crypto Zoo, I've been watching a TV show called Being Human. Ooh. Where there's a vampire and a werewolf who live together with a ghost, and the vampire <laughs> wants to be a good guy, oh, okay. but he gets hungry, and so vampires get hungry. They can survive right. without drinking human blood and killing people. I see, but they get really, really hungry. And of get... course, I hate to be horrible at this. You watch the British version, not the American version, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so there was a weird Brit- American version. Oh, I didn't even get twenty minutes into that. Because why would you do that? Why, why turn a really fun British series into? I don't understand why we have to remake shows like mm. that. I, just, I understand updates, like you take a show and then it's remade in 20 more years. Yep. I get that. I don't understand why a show's still running. You make a different country version. Like, I don't understand why you take... Let's say we had Battlestar Galactica, which mm. is a great sci-fi series, but then we go, oh, you know what's missing? Australians. Let's put everyone <laughs> in Australia. You have a Dharma going, Stroth, those Cylons are really pumping down on us. I thought we were getting away from those silly <laughs> accents. <laughs> Very true. I just, you know, so go on. Being human, vampire, oh, nice yes. vampire. So I want you to imagine that both of us are vampires. Mm, well, but we I, want to be good vampires. Ah, oh, sexy vampires. But oh, the thing yeah. is, we, we are going to go a bit crazy and desperately want to kill and eat right. people. Now, because we're good vampires, mm-hmm. we only want to kill and eat people who deserve it. <laughs> So I don't know, what sort of rules would you have right. for, for us? Because basically we can't break the rules, but when we're in the depths of hunger, we're going to try to find loopholes. Oh, okay. So, so, so legal vampires. Not legal, but Boston moral, legal vampires. Ethical. <laughs> but ethical vampires. Ethical vampires. Choosing our victims All because right. they deserve to die. How about this? Yes. I would go to America and I would find... I think she's in the South. I would go and hunt out Stephanie Meyer and I would kill her and eat her and everyone would be happy because there'd be no more Twilight books. The author of Twilight. Yes. Moon. Yes. And the other, other yes, with her sexy boy so vampires. someone who brings that much joy to so many people. I didn't say I was a good vampire. Well, that, that's did. not even a rule. Rule number one, kill Stephanie Meyer. Yes. No, I'm, I'm thinking for something a little bit more generic. Oh. Because... 
if you got you woke up with hunger pangs in the middle of the night yes. and flew out the window mm-hmm. as a bat. Yes, as they do. They, you'd be like, oh, I can't get to America. How am I going to track down Stephanie Meyer? No, you're going to be like, I'm really hungry. No, no, no. I'd be focused. I'd be like, I'm really hungry. I'm going to kill someone. No, wait. I must hunt down Stephanie Meyer. So I'd fly across the Pacific going, wow, I hope I find an island soon because this it's a long way to go. Vampires can only cross water on the full moon or something. Some, like month. <laughs> now you're thinking crazy. Look, some vampire stories say vampires can cross yeah. crossing water. I think Some Dracula can't. does, and that's the vampire story. Okay, well, basically basing it on based on Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes, running water. Yes, well, is is an ocean running water? A river is running water. Is yeah. an ocean running water? I don't know. He so he goes on a boat. He gets he, on a boat. He does go on a boat, and but he, he can only leave and land at specific times. Uh, really? I th- yeah. I thought it was just a boat crashed up because he killed people, then he crashed up on, against the no, shore. No, he could only land at a particular time. Oh. I think. Oh, I don't, I don't think so. I don't it's think so. Been a while since I read that. Mm, I think you're wrong. Good. I think, I think you're wrong. Good. Good. Walk shame time <laughs> for me. Walk shame. Um, Literature. Walk of shame. Anyway, back to it. So, so killing Stephanie Meyer is not allowed. That's not an ethical thing. Well, if you could find a reason to justify it. Right. I don't like her. Okay. The, that's going to make it really easy for you to feed. Yes. <laughs> but I, I, okay, right. So, so the whole point is to stop me devouring my way to people I don't like. Yes. Okay, right. Yes. People who deserve it rather than people that you want to eat, which is going to be everyone when you're hungry. See, I have a big problem with this. This is about my crazy liberal left-wing... You know, oh, everyone heart. deserves to live. Not that. No, no, no. I don't believe in the death penalty. And I don't believe once you go to jail, if you've broken a law and you go to jail... If the law lets you out, then you probably have done your time. And look, I understand that's not true. The Lord lets people out and bat and people reoffend. And mm-hmm. you know, I get that. I'm not totally stupid. But that means there's a problem in the law. The system is flawed, but the premise isn't flawed. If you're still going to commit crime, you probably should still be in prison. But if they let you out, blah. Anyway. So what you're saying is I- that you would feel comfortable having a rule that says that you can only judge your victims based on first-person experience of their crimes. Yes. Uh, Which is easy because you could become missed. And, and, that's, and watch them, that's right. There would be an idea of, oh, well, that person's a murderer and in for life. I'll just nip into the prison and eat that person. And you probably feel justified. Like, oh, Charlie Manson, yeah. yum, yum, yum. You know, whoever. Like, you grab someone and you can kill and eat them. Mm. I would still feel weird about that. Can't we just sup upon them and not actually kill them? That's not what this is about. Oh, so you could actually kill them. So yeah. that'd be bad. I'm a bad vampire. Not, I'm not a bad vampire. I'd be a bad, bad, You've bad vampire. You've got to remember, though, that you would be very hungry. That's true. You're going to eat someone in the, in, when you're crazed with hunger. <sighs> and you, you want it to be the, right, the best person possible, the best selection possible. So the, the, the least... The least terrible. The least the terrible. Rule number one. The most deserving. Don't, yeah, don't eat nice people. Nice people. Define nice people. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is a hard one. If I had to do it, then yes, I would probably try and pick the people that society had deemed the worst people. So just society deemed, or would you have to experience Well, their... society would deem it, and I would have to look into it. Like ah. I, there you go. This person's an animal and a bastard and a monster. But sometimes these people get off due to evidence later on, right? and, and they go, actually, I was never there, and, and this person didn't actually yeah. do the terrible crime. Cause, and you'd, I'd feel bad about eating them so I'd probably have to look into it but using my spooky vampire powers I probably could somehow yeah. I'd touch their face and do psychiometry or something like that and go Ooh. psychiometry isn't what it is when you touch something and you get images from that thing that's awesome that's the, oh. is that the, real the greatest American hero had it he could do it oh okay it's one of his powers Yes, that's what I have to do. I, I think I would want to set up a, a do not drink list. <laughs> a do not drink. Yes. So you need a you need a, lo- a white list rather than a black list. Yes. And so these people are like do not drink these people, and which means the other people in the in the prison area or where the really bad people were, you could drink them if you had to. Like, so you'd go down to the jail 
and just start picking off people. No, 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 no. I would make sure that certain people were... Making sure, obviously. Yes, yes, yes. But yes, look... This Do is your research. Pop- like a detective. You know, a little... I, we, should, we, should, we could be vampire detectives. Well, it's sort of been done. Forever Knight and Angel. Oh, he was a vampire God, detective. Yeah. Pretty much That's every right. detective story from the 80s and 90s and even early 20, 21st century had detective vampires because their <laughs> power sets made them perfect for nighttime work uh. and breaking people's houses and things, except of being invited across the threshold. Yeah, yeah, that, was, that would always be a problem because detectives are always picking locks and stuff. But it's pretty so easy. So you pick the lock, open the door, and then you're like... Yeah. Ah, ah, damn it. Ah. And Forever Night had that. But it's amazing how easy. Try this, ladies and gentlemen, as a little game. Ah, this Try is your this. Game. This is my game. I shouldn't let this game out because everyone will know. But I'll tell you my game. My game is when I go to a new house that I've never been to, like a, a personal abode, I will not allow myself to enter the front door until I've been invited across the threshold. Now, invitation just has to be, come on in, Greg. That's fine. You will find it amazing. Try it for a month. Admittedly, places you've already been to, you've already got into, it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's actually really easy to get permission because no one believes in vampires. And, no. and especially when you're me, no one's going to look at me and go, oh, he's a vampire. So I walk up and go, oh, hey, Dan, you got a new house. Can I come into your house? Well, can I come in, Dan? Instantly people go, yep, sure. Boom, you're in. And that's forever, supposedly. That's, yeah. that's, you're in that house. Now, I don't know if it's for that resident, but you're in the house. It's really easy. Try it. when you. I've only had it fail on me once. <laughs> and that's because the person, I didn't know the person who did it to me knew that I, I did that. So I went to his house for the first time for a house wedding party. Hey, hey, man, can I come in? And he went, no. And he walked off. And I stood at the front door going, oh, no. And, 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 and for 30 minutes, oh, nearly 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I sat on the stairs and went, oh, I'm not coming in then. Until... <laughs> you uh, almost thought you were like, this yeah, is I was, ridiculous. Is it, and I was going to walk around the back of the house and go to the party. Everyone's having a great time. And you then see, the story you said, it was like, oh, I almost folded. Yeah, I, I, was, no, I, I was just going to walk straight through the house. Yeah, no, okay, fair enough. That's, that's very true. I, I was almost to give up. And then his lovely partner walked up and went, Greg, what are you doing? At the front, I went, oh, I'm just, just standing here. I'm just, just sitting on the steps, just being by myself. Do you want to come in, Greg? Yes. Bam! Yes, I do. <laughs> and I won again! And Wade was like, oh, sorry. The man was, the, the, my friend was, our friend was, was like, how did you get in? And I, your partner invited me. It's like, ooh. <laughs> so yes. They, if I'd been a vampire, everyone would have been eaten. Women are nice. Remember that. Work on the women. Can you, can you invite someone into the house if, you're, if you don't own the house, if you're not a resident? What as a vampire? What if two vampires turn up? I was like, after you. No, after you. And they both just walk in. No, I think you have to be a resident of the house. Okay. You can't just be, can't someone... just be a guest. And, and as far as I'm aware, yeah, we were in someone else's house. We couldn't invite the vampire in. What if you were a vampire and you were a resident? Well, then you already live in the house. It's your yeah. house, so you don't have to be invited into your own house. Yeah, you, but you what, if, what if another yourself. vampire comes along? Yeah, like, you'd you'd invite, to, yeah, you'd, invite them. yeah, you'd invite them in, yes. I, I think so, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how it would be. So you, you want to make sure that when, when you know you become a vampire, buy as much property as you can. And, and then around, <laughs> Look, we've got off track. Become a landlord. <laughs> vampire landlord. <laughs> that's awesome. It's like, you're not always supposed to come in. I own the place. <laughs> I'm the... Oh, you're going to drink my blood. No, no I'm no. just here to fix the plumbing. You are going to... And, and take your rent. You are here to drink my blood. See? <laughs> uh, fiscal plan. Uh, real estate agent. I wish you were a bloodsucker because those real estate agents are bastards. <laughs> right, you. We're our own soundboards. <laughs> Foley men. You, go. How would you? Cause that's it. Okay, my thing is I would have a, a drink list and a do not drink list, and I would probably go to a, a maximum security prison and scope out the, the naughties and the nices and work it out and then feel really bad about it and angst on rooftops. And women would look at me and go, look at that pudgy vampire. He's so angst-ridden. If he was 300 pounds smaller, I might consider letting him near me nipples. Can you be a fat vampire? I'm not sure. 
Oh yeah, yeah. in Ooh. um in Blade, there was a gigantic fat vampire. He was like awesome. ob- morbidly obese. What are you saying, Dan? That's not very nice. <laughs> so one rule for me would be you have to see them committing a crime. Ooh. A Jay- crime. Jaywalking. A, no, no, a crime. Well, yeah, you'd well, see. You've immediately found the first loophole. <laughs> have to have to experience firsthand them committing the crime that would result in the death. Oh, someone else. Okay, so what, what about a drink driver then? Driving his car, they could, that could result Ooh. in someone's death. Would you kill a drink driver? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so, okay, imagine your brother he does something silly. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Your brother's a very nice guy. So he has a drink and he stupidly drives home. It's a big error. Yeah. But he's not evil. Yeah. He's just made a mistake. And you go, ah! And land on his car, and I suck your blood. And he's like, you're my brother. Not anymore. Nah. And you <laughs> blah. And you eat him. One of my favourite jokes, and it's so dumb, is these two nuns driving on a country road. And there's a, there's a vampire in the middle of the road. They pull up, and one nun looks at the other and goes, oh, my God, it's a vampire. And the second nun goes, well, what do we do? And the first nun says, show him your cross. And so the second nun sticks her head out the window and goes, get out of the fucking way. <laughs> I love that joke. <laughs> love it. <laughs> so okay so would you murder so, a drink driver no Dan? no and because then you'd be flying drunk and you have to kill yourself it would, yeah couldn't yeah well yeah there you yeah. go you're like <laughs> back you're hitting windows <laughs> i've got such a hangover so yeah someone would be intentionally murdered right ah so not manslaughter then no so let's say we, had, we got angry about how terrible this podcast was going and i went to stop you but you hit me with a computer and i died the thing is i'm a, I'm a vampire yes if people tried to kill me Oh, like, no, no, so, I, no, so, sorry. No, two friends are fighting, two oh, yeah. humans, and one accidentally kills the other with a computer and, and goes to jail. Uh, so you'll be watching it at exactly that moment. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. oh. as I said before... You're going to be very hungry very quickly. Yeah, I know. Because you, you, you'll... How are you going to... It's like, it's my point. When I thought about being a superhero, after talking to Captain Australia last time, like, I'm going to be a superhero. And you go, there's going to be a lot of sitting around in parks and down streets where nothing happens. Yeah. I mean, we live in a city and it has crime. Do I see that crime? Not really. No, but then as a vampire, you would have no reservations about going into those crime areas Ooh. and then being able to pass through walls. What and... crime area is that? Where are crime areas, I would go to the computer and I'd look up crime, crime statistics and I'd probably end up hanging around out at Inala or something. You become a policeman and then you become like Ooh. policeman cop. There you go. And, and you could... Judge, jury and execution. Yeah. Right? And uh, what happened to him? He got drained of blood. How did that happen, Constable Death Beeston? I can't explain it. I shot him with a taser and all his blood jumped out. Where did it go? Constable Alucard. Yeah. <laughs> How did this happen? <laughs> oh, I do not know. <laughs> Blair! Blair! I don't know why Blair, but I love it. Blair! Why did, you always know he's, yes, he's, he's Eastern European. Oh, dear. Back that, to the accents. That, <laughs> so, yes, we've realized you're going to go berserk pretty quickly. Yeah. Can't yeah, I just land on cow? Cow! <laughs> I don't know. They're, 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 in all of the stories, drinking animal blood is never as satisfying true. as everything else. But I'm a vegetarian, and I like meat. I, mean, I know that if I eat meat, I'll really enjoy it. Yeah. But I eat vegetables anyway. Yeah. So you can do it. It's yeah. called having a bit of bloody self-control, Dan. If you're yeah. a vampire, I'd be your mentor going, but, Dan, you must have some bloody self-control. Blah! But it's about cravings. And in all the stories, vampires have massive cravings. Yes, they lose the crap, yes. Yeah. Can you walk around just, Hey, ten bucks if you hit me with this sword. Well, that's the thing. 
as a vampire, you're probably going to go out trying to find people who are going to try to kill you. Yes. Like, hand around pubs, starting fights. Well, you, you just walk out and going, oh, I have $1,000 in my pocket. <laughs> I'm going to walk down this dark street. I hope nobody attacks me. Boy, the Gold Coast Rangers, they sure are a shitty <laughs> football team. That's right. I heard your girlfriend is sexually alienated. <laughs> I love that the moment we become vampires, we become 14th century vampires. Well, that's of course. That's what you have to be. That's the way it works. I suddenly have a craving for human blood and to wear a monocle. <laughs> I'm, I'm really hoping that next week we get someone saying, Craig Warren, Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. Blah. Ah, 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 ah. I'll be seeing you soon, boys. That sort of stuff. That'd be kind of fun. I don't know, does that even sound like an Eastern European vampire? It know. does to me. Wow. It's somewhere in Romania, some guy going, Yo, the back of bastards. Now, what was that? That was, that was almost Mario. Was, yeah, he got a little bit uh, Brooklyn plumber <laughs> immigrant something. <laughs> what? So, yeah, so it's like, I'll kill you boys. Blah. That's, you know, it's a vampire. It's like, instead of saying, I'm Brad from Philadelphia, you go, I'm a vampire. Blah. That's it. It's the blur. They end, like, like Canadians end with A, vampires always end with blur. Anyway, I think you're going to be a much happier vampire than me. Yes. I'm going to be much hungrier a lot of the time. And we're like, oh, you're not hearing on my head right now? The Angel theme song. I hope we get his hair when we become vampires. Oh, God, he was a... David Boreanaz is a beautiful man. He certainly is. See? It's all about cravings and satiating your cravings. That's why I go hunt down David Boreanaz. I want to suck your... Mr. Beeston, imagine you are a climate scientist. Mr. Beeston's my father. Kill me there. No, no, I don't want to. <laughs> Mr. Mr. No, no, your father's I'm Dr. Client, Beeston. Client scientist. You're, then in you're, that case, your I'm, father, your I'm father's client... doctor. Your father's doctor, Beeston. That's isn't he? true. Yes, that's true. So, and, and tying yeah. it in what we talked about earlier with the scientist, didn't you say? Did you tell me on the way home that there is an extinct grass that your father has his name attached to? Yes, yes, Isoetes Beestonii, and that's actually named for your dad. Yeah. And he discovered it. You know, the other guy discovered it, and he named it after my father for all of the help that my father gave him in That's awesome! Doing the so, so for the rest of time and space, your father's going to have something named after him. Yeah, well, until humans die out. Well, names right. are such arbitrary things. That's, yes. this, why are you ruining this for everyone? It's a cool thing! I know. Oh, speaking of fossils, <laughs> the frog princess gave me a trilobite for my birthday. Oh! 380 million years old! I'm touching mine right now. There's my trilobite. No, a trilobite. That's a trilobite. Yeah, no, I was saying that you're... Oh, it's, oh I see. It's, it's a dick joke. It's amazing, because it's 380 million years. It's mm. older than every other thing in my house combined. <laughs> and they died. They they were doing quite well. Trilobites had a, a plethora oh. of forms, and they had eye stalks and armor yeah. and the small ones and like, big ones. Were and thousands, then, t- thousands, tens of thousands of different types and then, of them. Wiped out. Boom. So they, and they came in at like 750 million years ago and then were wiped out I don't 300 remember the million Is it, years ago. Which extinction was that? It wasn't the... It uh, wasn't... The Cambrian. Oh, okay. Uh, the one... Okay, that was the one before... Right, okay, yeah. 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 So it was a big... For some reason, they just died out and they were Boom. gone. All gone. Gone. <sighs> but so. we still have cool... Because they're made from chitinous material. They've got armoured plates. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them were saved. Well, a lot of them were fossilised, which is yeah. awesome. Oh, yes, we're talking. So imagine, Dan, you are a, a climate scientist. So I'd be a doctor. Well, no, you, just, you don't have to be. You could, just be, oh. you could do a degree and just do your... What? Okay, so I am Mr. Beeston. Yes, yes. Mr. Beeston, the climate scientist. <laughs> That's right. Mr. Okay. Beeston, the climate scientist. And what sort of risks do you think you'd have taken climate science? Risks? Risks. Well, you'd have to take a couple of um, educated guesses... 
because <laughs> climate know. science is quite quite a vast yes yes a vast thing and and, and you know that you always need to leave some wiggle room to be wrong because you can't like you can't recreate these experiments in the lab no no they're environmental that's right things yes, you yes. need to get your data together and put together theories I don't, and stuff I don't you've misunderstood I don't mean risks as in academic risks what sort of risks to you do you think they'd be beyond oh as in physical risks well, being a yes, scientist yes oh, a bit of a chill bit of a chill maybe a sunburn needing need to get a get a nicer jacket get, get a get a cramp in your hand from writing and typing too much like you haven't got an ergonomic, ergonomically designed keyboard yeah so you get a carpal yeah. tunnel syndrome yeah how about death threats death threats oh i know in um in, death in, in the uh, the day after tomorrow when an iceberg broke off the guy had to jump across a ravine to get his science stuff <laughs> that's right and that's 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 good death science. threats death threats let me death threats this is this is insane it's this go is, on in australian climate scientists threatened over carbon pricing so the debates over Australia's new carbon price have risen to new heights as a string of death threats have been sent to climate change scientists in recent weeks. These threats come in the wake of a new pro-carbon price TV advertisement featuring actor Kate Blanchett. So basically, because Australia is thinking about bringing in a carbon price yes. uh, for to tax carbon, there are climate scientists, five or six of them, getting actual death threats that the police are taking quite seriously. These are specific information about what they're going to do to them and where they wow. are, and, and back into the universities. And I'm quite flabbergasted by that. And you go... Science. You're talking about science, and they have an opinion, okay? And I agree with that opinion. I mean, I agree that yep. the whole we did a whole podcast about this. But it's got to a point where people can't rationally argue back anymore. They they just decided to jump straight to "I will kill you and your children." Yeah, I mean, the thing is, a decision like this will do some damage to certain businesses. And yes, such. definitely. Yes, but also boost others as well. Yeah. So it's going to be so people. I just find it amazing when scientists. These aren't policymakers. It's not the politicians getting yeah. getting the death threats, which I kind of understand. I don't agree with, but I yeah. kind of understand they're the people making the policy. No, it's the people who get told, "Give us the science to back up what is going on." They're the ones getting into death threats. And it's a really scary society you live in when the people who can make your life better, i.e. the scientists, can't work without fear of their lives. Because let's face it, how much money are you going to get? In the end, you go, it's not worth it. Yeah. If, if someone's going to come and kill me or my children, then I'm not going to do this job. Is it big oil? Is it, big no, oil will be behind it. Well, probably, I love a good conspiracy uh, theory. Oh, so, so it's going to be, yes, it could be big oil, big pharma, big anyone, I don't know. yeah. Who knows? I, I find it odd. Anyway, I, I, I'm reprehensible. Don't do it. Don't send death threats to scientists. Or anyone. Or, or anyone. Or anyone. Don't send death threats. Don't write them in the first place. Don't, especially don't send them to dan at smartenough.org or greg at smartenough.org. Ah. <laughs> you know how much I love blood. <laughs> oh, God, here we go again. Well... I love all sorts of fluids that come out of the human oh, body. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, you only talk about how disgusting the human body was. <laughs> well, we're going to go further. Oh. Here's another fluid that I got completely fascinated by. Tears. Right. Human beings cry. And they, around you, they do it a lot. Yes. 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 That's true. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I did some research and... Uh, human beings have three types of tears. Right. So they have one type of tears that just keeps the eyeball fluid. Right. You don't want dry eyes. No, no, no. Dry eyes. Crack. Burning and, like I imagine fire. If, if eyes dried out, because they're mostly fluid, they turn into little prunes. That's right. And you couldn't That's see them. You couldn't see them anymore. The inside is the vitreous humor, mm. and that wouldn't dry out. That's inside. That's contained inside the eyeball. Well, I guess it. You'd have to bleed out. Like you'd have to slowly. How? Be, well, there's a big 
fiber down the back that it leaked out. That's an optic cable almost. Oh, yeah, it's, like, it's a nerve but, to the brain. I mean, brain. it has to be refilled. It's, and maybe, it maybe it's and... a permanent thing. Maybe it's in there your whole life. Maybe. You'd think it'd get a bit cloudy after a while. It does! No, that's your, no, that's your lenses get cloudy because oh, right. they get stiffened with age. No, I don't know if the vitreous humor is replaced. Where's it being oh, replaced it from? Like Where's it being replaced from? You... The blood's on the outside. You you feeding just, I mean, in, in mummies, you don't have this blob of water in there, in the eyeball, would you? But no, it, it'd dry out eventually, surely. Uh, but, uh, okay, but it cracked and yeah, yeah, leaked out. Well, but, if it breaks, if you, get, if you rip yeah. someone's eye out and it all comes out, I just don't know if there's a transport system that brings vitreous humour oh, into I the eye. I bet there is. But I, I bet I, there is. I know there's three sets of muscles that mean you can turn left, right, up and down and then rotate it. There's three muscles there. Can you rotate your eyeball? You can, yeah, you can, yeah. You can, it means you can do the diagonal look down. Because it's not just up and down, it's like a diagonal. You can, in fact, you can roll it around. All, all oh, around. but you can't spin it. Like on the axis of the eyeball. No, no, because the, the muscles hold it in position to stop yeah. that craziness from happening. Because imagine if you could spin your eyeballs upside down and then you, everything would look like it was upside down. <laughs> Actually, it wouldn't for too long. No, because your brain would sort of sort yes. out the data. In it, it, and it does. You hang upside down for long enough in the end, your brain in the end puts everything the right way up because it goes, well, that mm. must be the way it is. It has to be a couple of days, though. It's, it's a long time, yes. Yeah. But it does work uh, out. Because scientists did the experiment and they put mirrors on someone's glasses. Ah. So it mirrored everything and made it upside down. Using some clever lens, and, and then their brain, and then their brain went, "Oh, I know what's going on." So now. yeah, for three days they were just like, "Oh God!" And then after that, they could ride bikes and stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. Humans are great. Yeah. So that's one type of tears. Yes. There are other tears for when you get shit in your eye, right? And it just flushes it out, right? So that that's got water, oil, and mucus. Finally, with the mucus, you bring the mucus back to us. Now. Okay, but there is another type of tears, right. like when you it's get like when, sh- I, when, when I punch you in the groin. When go, you punch me in the groin, yes. And it's pain. Yes. yes. Or if it's emotional pain, <laughs> your body is so dumb, it can't tell the difference. So I punch you in because the emotional... Because I'm hurt. I punch you in the emotional groin. Yes. Right. If you punch me in the emotional groin. Yes. <laughs> which is actually this exact same place. <laughs> the um, Dan expresses all his emotions but from his groin. <laughs> when you do that, when you do that crying, yes. your body is actually venting prolactin and manganese out of your face. That's... <laughs> What's prolactin? Prolactin is the thing that the, it's the boob thing. The boob, right? It, what? Uh, what? Women produce prolactin oh, okay. and it comes out in breast milk. I see. And it makes them feel good about breastfeeding. Ah, the, oh, okay. That's that, that's, and oh, it regulates right. emotions, I as see. does manganese in the body. So manganese helps regulate emotions. So your body's trying to get rid of an excess of this. It's going, oh, I feel too yeah. full of emotions. Yes. Pump this Too crap much out. emotion, too much bad ah. emotion. And your body is actually trying to recalibrate itself. So when you cry, it leaks that's, this that's, stuff out of the body. That's why I to... never cry. I have no human emotion. Or you're just balling it up that's right, yeah. for one amazing, that's, that's, amazing that's, that's, fight with everyone. I'm going, I'm going to go, yes, just fight the world. Um, Gregoire versus the world. Another movie that crashes for big movies. But some, another, another thing that prolactin does yours. is it gives you that lovely afterglow feel after sexual intercourse. Sexual what, what, what? Sexual intercourse. I have no idea. I'm not married. I wouldn't know what you're talking about. Only... I'll show you. <laughs> That's all proactive. Coming when out of it, your... When does it kick in this warm afterglow? And you've got all of that lovely human bodily fluids <laughs> pouring out of your body now. <laughs> Greg's going to direct a play, play that I can't be in. But while we're waiting, how about some piano accordion music? Now, now, your code.
Yeah. Yeah, how do you feel? Violated. That's really hard to play.